Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life. Encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends, offering perspectives of hope through Jesus Christ. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview. When I hosted this show in Hawaii, I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Join us now. Open your heart to what God has to say to you. Welcome to The Good Life. We're here to help unleash your God-given purpose. How does God take a nurse with 15 years of experience in pediatric emergency, neonatal intensive care, and adult hospice to become a designer of events for missions, TV, and radio broadcasting around the world? This is the story of Diane Rigby. Amazing things happen when you surrender your life to the Lord. Let me pause for a moment to remind you the reason we have the Good Life radio program is to bring you closer and closer to Jesus Christ. So when you hear Diane share her story, you'll have a unique way of relating with it as part of your story as well because of the transformational power that you can experience through Christ our Lord. Jesus loves you so much, he died on the cross for your sins. He shed his blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again from the grave. And today, the living Christ calls you to himself. Would you open your heart to Jesus if you have not yet done so? And dear one, If you are already walking with the Lord, well, there may be some opportunities here today for you to participate in the greater work of God's kingdom. Diane Rigby is the Partnership Development Coordinator for Building a Difference with Deep Light Entertainment. She's co-produced the Paige Braille, Paige Bailey Bunch, and the good old family story for Building a Difference. She's earned her bachelor's degree in psychology from University of Central Florida and her second bachelor's as a registered nurse from Jacksonville University, graduating magna cum laude. Diane, welcome to our show. Well, thank you, Danny, and thank you, Suzanne. It's such an honor to be on the show and just so thankful for your work, um, just even in your prayer right now, just inspiring hearts to grow closer to the Lord and seek Him and find Him. So just thank you so much. It's such an honor and privilege to be with y'all. It's a joy to have you. Thank you. you grow up, Diane? Um, actually, I'm, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. What was it like growing up there in Cincinnati? Well, I, I was really blessed. Um, I feel my... Um, childhood experience was abundantly blessed with a wealth of family and cultural diversity 
in a little city within Cincinnati called Roselawn, and it was a very ethnically diverse community with, um, it was a, a strong Jewish community and a strong Catholic community and African-American community, and everyone just kind of lived um, in a probably middle, what would be called middle-class Midwestern America and uh, got along, and, and uh, I was very blessed to have that diversity. It seems like the Lord may have been preparing you for uh, some work that he had in the future. Yeah, yeah. A lot with um, my upbringing was kind of unique for the times. It's like my mom was one of five children in a strong Catholic family and um, became pregnant at a young age. And she was like the beginning of the baby boomers and my, my birth year was the end of the baby boomer age. And just a lot of transition within our nation occurred all throughout that time. And uh, I can see where God's hand just kind of moved throughout my life with a lot to, you know, to help with the work that he's given me to do, you know, Hmm. in my adult life. Who influenced you most in your growing up years? Well, it's um, kind of a toss-up between two people. Um, one was a strong influence in my Catholic uh, elementary school. Um, it was a, a nun who really knew the love of Jesus and relationship, and she kind of inspired and, and poured that out onto us as well. My second grade religion teacher, Sister Jean, and she just loved with the heart of God and and kind of instilled that into me about my relationship with him and that he loved me and um and I've kind of drawn from that strength my entire life and the second would be my my stepdad who um was really who I consider my real my real father he came into my life when I was about 2 years old and um he just really instilled in me great values for life and a work ethic and um just strong love, support, and and guidance until um, he was in my life until I was about 12 when my parents divorced. So I just draw from the things that he and my mom taught me those, you know, critical years. Um, And and I was really also very blessed with a a strong family of a, a, a married couple who were had eight children, went to my little Catholic school, and that family um, had a great influence on me as well during that time. Hmm. So, How did you become a Christian? Well, I think of my faith as evolving. Um, we moved, I moved when my, my mom married my third father when I was 12, and we moved to South Florida when I was 15. And when I came to Florida, I didn't really, the question of, you know, when were you saved came up a lot. And I I kind of, you know, my faith really evolved from deep roots. And and uh, and then, unfortunately, some through the different traumas and things that had happened during my, my later development and adolescence, I ended up running away and had some time on the streets at 15. And um, during that time, a lot of 
pretty intense abusive situations. And thankfully, I drew from the experience of knowing Jesus and seeing darkness and and uh, really turning after about nine months and coming back into the light. And that's when I was kind of introduced to campus campus life and young life and recommitted my life to Christ. And I, I would say that that would be a more pivotal point would be about the age of 17, where I recommitted my life and then, you know, not never looking back, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it about at, at the age of 17 through campus life and, and young life? What was it that 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 compelled you or that, that sort of uh, tugged at you, got your attention? Um. As a street kid at 15 and in the early 80s, it was like 79, 80, 81, the depth of darkness, I, again, just drawing from the importance of being introduced to the gospel at a young age and how the Lord just had me. And the the further I think that I went away from him, you know, the dark, the darkness just pulling. And thank God I had had awareness of knowing that I didn't, I didn't want that, you know, and it was just kind of like, it got so dark that I just made a, I just kind of made a 180 and, and decided that, um, this was not this, you know, God saved me, um, miraculously through, uh, really what I feel is just, a, just, um, an experience of him saying, you know, come back my, my child when I was on the streets, it was a, just an experience of seeing deep evil and deep darkness and me just saying enough, you know, I don't, I don't want this and I'm turning around and basically called my mom at that time and just, just reconciled with her and asked to come back. And then we worked it out and, you know, had our journey back to healing and she took me back. My family took me back in and, you know, thank God the Lord, um, you know, Thank, thank the Lord that I knew him and I came back to him before it was too late. And, and, uh, I recommitted my life to him, went back to school, got straight A's, you know, and had to fight my way into college. Thankfully got accepted and the Lord had, uh, great things in store for me. And I'm very thankful, um, you know, to, to be, have been used by him, you know, to be saved by him really. And also protected in a sense, through that dark time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That you came back, and when you when you mentioned you came back before it was too late, uh, there's something about the timing of it all. And well, obviously, uh, your your academic abilities just shined uh, with 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 great merit. I'm also curious about your choice of psychology and then, of course, another bachelor's degree in nursing and then your career yeah. as a nurse. <laughs> so when we come back from our break, uh, I, I, I just feel like we're, we're peeling a little bit here and there, but there's so much more of the story of Diane Rigby. And I'm so gracious, grateful for your graciousness to be with us today to share. And of course, your involvement now 
such a critical role with building a difference. So let's talk more about that. But again, nursing more from Diane Rigby when we come back from our break. You see, she mentions she came back to the Lord. She, she, she knew the Lord, but it was something at the age of 17. Of course, living on the streets at the age of 15 and seeing the darkness, seeing the evil, not wanting any more of that. My friend, are, are you today thinking, hey, is there still a chance for me? Is there still time? Well, the answer is yes. Yes. Maybe the timing is now. Stay with us. We'll be back. Wandering the road of desperate life Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me I'll lead you home James 3.13 says Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Please enjoy. Building a Difference with Executive Producer Director Mick Richards is a series of wide-ranging documentaries and productions featuring organizations, charities, and individuals working together to build a difference in the lives of people in desperate need. Diane Rigby is the Partnership Development Coordinator for Building a Difference. She's with us today. Daddy Amashiro here with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. You're listening to The Good Life Radio Show So grateful you're with us today. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of our last segment. You can get this program in its entirety for free at thegoodlifehawaii.com. Find out more about Building a Difference and Diane Rigby at buildingadifference.com. That's buildingadifference.com. Diane, tell us about your journey. How did you go from... Why did you choose psychology? And then how did things transition to you going back and getting a degree in nursing? Well, Danny, um, as I had the experience of of, uh, being on the streets and developed a heart for adolescents and helping them transition from some of the traumas and things that they were going through, I got my degree in psychology from University of Central Florida and then went on staff with Young Life 
in Jacksonville, Florida, and really had a heart to just minister to high school kids and junior high kids um, through that ministry and kind of give back into to what I knew um, saved me, you know. And so then about when I was about 28, I was going to kind of debating whether to go to seminary or nursing school because I have a lot of different passions. And the Lord was calling me to, um, I just kind of seeking out that call. So I did go out to Colorado and went to the Dale House and did some work in the Young Life Emancipation Home, the Dale House, and was going to go to Fuller Seminary. And at the same time, I was accepted to Jacksonville University Nursing School, and that was my choice. I ended up um, going that route and became a nurse and actually had a miraculous calling to pediatric hospice, which um, that's kind of had been my specialty for the last Actually, my bio was a little off. I've been a nurse for about 22 years prior to the Lord totally pulling me out of nursing into this media ministry, which I have no experience in. And uh, I get a little nervous, like maybe you sense that. The audience may have sensed that in the beginning of the interview. Um, but I'm definitely walking this out, trying to be obedient and love Him with my whole life. So, uh, mm. yeah. 22 years in nursing. And... When you when you mentioned the the kind of nursing that you were a part of, what drew you to that? Well, um, it's kind of a like I wanted to be a Christian rock and roll star, but I got the gift of long suffering instead. <laughs> and literally, um, I started in neonatal ICU and pediatric ICU, and realized that I had a gift in working with the dying, and the, it became very clear, and I would be always be assigned to these families, and you know, realize that I had these gifts in mercy and um, evangelism, but with quiet, you know, quiet spirit to encourage faith, not to lose faith in the midst of our trials, to hang on, always knowing that God loves us, and we may not understand everything, but He surely loves us, and from there. Um, our city, we were very blessed to have a world, kind of now a world renowned, but definitely nationally renowned hospice, community hospice in Northeast Florida. And they gave me the opportunity to start a pediatric hospice program in our city called Community Peds Care. And when I started, we had two uh, clients. And when I left, there was about 100. And basically, we would care for any child with a potentially life-limiting illness. And provide a ton of services, and that program has actually now evolved to a national program as well, Community Peds Care, mm-hmm. and uh, very, very thankful um, for that time in my life, and holy, holy privilege. Give us a glimpse of the grace that God gave you at such a time in his lives. I honestly, um, I think just the key, the key to it all is just God's love, like loving people where they're at, no matter what it looks like, and meeting them there um, in a non-judgmental, non-judgmental, non-threatening way, 
and just being the gospel, you know, speak loudly and use words only when necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a definite, um, you know, the Lord definitely gave me certain gifts that I didn't even have a name for them. And, you know, maybe knowing when someone was going to pass, when they were no more dying that day than you or I, you know, so it's just kind of paying attention. You know, I encourage really the audience to, you know, we, we need to seek out the giftings that God's given us and, and do whatever it takes so that you're, you're, you're where your gifting is used best because then you'll, that's where you'll be most satisfied. You'll, you know, we can be in his will and different things, but we may not be as happy there, you know, so it's just encouraging people to, to seek out what him, seek him always and seek out what it is that he wants to do with our life, you know, always being willing, always saying yes. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was a miraculous time in my life. And honestly, I'll do a a plug. I do have a book out. It's a New York Times. It's not my book. It's a New York Times bestseller called Glimpses of Heaven by Trudy Harris, who is my mentor. And I have a couple of stories in her book, but um, it is, you know, just a, it was a gift that I didn't even know I had. And that's kind of like with where I'm at right now. It's like just saying yes to the Lord, walking and kind of in blind faith um, through the doors that he opens and saying yes and being willing to risk and trust and have faith and know that, you know, he just loves our yes. He, if we mess up or, if, you know, if, as long as we're saying, you know, Lord, I don't, I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be about you and we can't go wrong. He knows our heart. And, and, uh, so. As a nurse, pediatric hospice, uh, neonatal care, how did God transition you to what you're doing today with uh, building a difference? Well, it's a, it, this, the entire story is nothing I could have orchestrated on my own, which is what makes it such a God thing. Um, building a difference, as you had mentioned, started out as like a local cable TV show, kind of an experiment. And what, what they were it wasn't even building a difference at the time. It was when the building industry was re- really thriving in America, and our community had a philanthropic arm of the Builders Association called Builders Care. And I utilized Builders Care, this nonprofit organization in Jacksonville, to build, they would build like a, a room and sometimes even a home for one of my patients and families that couldn't go home to be comfortable to go on to heaven, I would call on Builders Care and they would come and, and do, you know, do a project for me to bless some of these families. And uh, so when Extreme Home Makeover, they came to Hastings, Florida, and they, call, they pulled in Builders Care to do, do the home for them, and they decided to do their own little TV show here locally. And they used some of my patients and families, their stories, um, on some of the builds, like the Goodall family story you mentioned and the Paige Bailey bunch. And those were um, very blessed to have those families served by our community. And so 
Then a friend told the producer-director of that local cable show, Mick Richards, about a TV contest that Trinity Broadcast Network was having, and he put in some of his shows, and he won. So he actually won the contest, and so became Building a Difference. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It just it, emer- it seems to have emerged rather organically yeah. through... Uh, the Lord's, like you said, orchestrating uh, many, many different parts, many different pieces, putting that together. But willing to say yes to God. And what a powerful message for our listeners today. To be willing to say yes and trust God. Yeah. So the the course, I'm thinking about the course of time. Uh, how, How did the process work itself out for you to be involved. You brought us in, but how did you become a part of that, become a part of Building a Difference organization? Well, I have to give you credit. Danny, you are doing such a great job at at, at uh, guiding me through this because, I I mean, it's it's a difficult thread to follow, but it's definitely God's hand, and we say it's God's story. He's mm-hmm. writing the story of Building a Difference, honestly. And interestingly, um, for the Goodall family story, I was, I'm still nursing, and uh, the Lord very specifically you know, asked me to do that project, to pull off in about nine months an event at the Florida Theater to fill that theater for a, wife, a mother and her five children, to show for the first time a story about her husband and son who both had passed, and they wanted their story to be told to show the beauty behind suffering and the vital need for Christ and community. And the Lord did it through me and the help of the Builders Care Board of Directors. And we pulled off that event and we filled that theater for that mom and her five kids. And from there, I truly believe that the fruit of, of our labor, which is still not fully, it's like about to explode. We're, we're definitely growing and we're, we're small and growing. But the fruit of that is this partnership that we have now with GoTo Nations and Global Development. and. Uh, The interesting part, and this kind of ties into you and part of your testimony, is that uh, I was kind of frustrated because Mick, after the Goodall Family Story event, he got to fly around the world filming missionaries all over the world and with GoTo Nations and this great partnership. And I was very thankful for that, but I didn't really have an assignment. I'm like, Lord, I've given up my nursing, and what are you going to do with me? And so... Almost simultaneously, as I was talking to the Lord about that, he brought some businessmen in Jacksonville, Florida, who sought me out to start the nursing program for a post-acute catastrophic injury rehabilitation center in Mount Dora, Florida, which is about two hours from here. And so I worked two days a week down in Mount Dora and came back to Jacksonville, and by God's grace, helped to start a post-acute catastrophic injury rehab called New Life. It's like NEU, like neurological new life. Um, not to be confused with our documentary coming out called New Life. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, after that, after working two years there, um, then the Lord has now brought me full time, fully into building a difference. And that's that's just another. I'll let you ask another question from here. But that's kind of how it's evolved to now, where I'm full time, full in, and I'm actually a full time go to nations missionary as well. 
why I think it's so important to hear you explain that is because <laughs> the Lord works in transitions mm-hmm. and how we, when someone listens and they hear that you went from your nursing career and to what you're doing now with uh, media, TV productions, uh, big organizational organizing events and the, the development network uh, capabilities that you have that the Lord is in the details of the steps to get you to where you are. And dear friend, as you listen today to Diane Rigby, and you might have a question about what God is doing in your life, and that's why this program and programs like the productions that you see on Building a Difference, you see what God is doing in other people's lives, and there's a level of transference that takes place. Number one, vicariously, you live in a way through, you can see yourself, you identify with the, 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 the people in the stories. But part of the wonder of it is that you, you, you see God working in yourself, or you wonder, could God do that in me, in, in you? And that's the encouraging thing when you hear Diane Rigby today, is that God is, you might be in transition today. When we come back from our break, uh, Diane will share more, of course, she'll share more. Uh, but as we go along, I'd like for you to hear a little bit more. You heard her mention about uh, the Goodall family. Well, maybe she can share a little bit about Kenny Goodall and uh, what happened to him, what happened to Colin, uh, Kenny and Karen's oldest son. Hey, she's been a professor of nursing. She's worked with many families at the most critical and painful time in their lives for many years, over 22 years in nursing. Now God has a a global vision, but she's also developing organizations for more critical nursing. Stay with us. We'll be back with Diane Rigby. Wandering the road of desperate life Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. In what way have you seen God work powerfully in your life? Do you have a story to share about God's provision and deliverance? Have you experienced God's healing? Do you have a testimony that will encourage others? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I want to share your story on our radio podcast. Please visit drdanny.live and share your Jesus story by clicking on the link at the top left of the home page. If you'd like to share your testimony in the form of a letter, send your correspondence to Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381-222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. That's Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381-222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. 
Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Please enjoy. Driven by a sincere passion and commitment to use their talents for excellence in ministry, we have one of the key leaders there of Building a Difference. Her name is Diane Rigby, with us today from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Danny Yamashiro here in Boston, Suzanne Maurer in Honolulu, Hawaii, and we're grateful that we can be with you today, dear friend. Find out more about Building a Difference at buildingadifference.com, buildingadifference.com. Diane, tell us about Kenny Goodall and uh, Colin. Well, Danny, um, as I had mentioned, the ministry, the nonprofit ministry, Builders Care in our community, um, had heard about Kenny. He was a welder in our community and was married to Karen for like 25 years. And they had bought a piece of land to build a home. And soon after they bought that piece of land, um, Kenny was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And the building community found out about this, and he was very connected with friends, lots of friends in the community, very strong Christian family. And um, he wanted his story to be told about, you know, as I said, the, the vital need for Christ, for community, and the beauty behind suffering um, and, and maintaining our faith throughout that our, our life journey, even in, in the hard times. And so um, we had a huge building project, you know, built, you know, as soon as they bought the land, that's when he was diagnosed, had a huge building project, built out the house. And about three days after they moved into the home, their son, Colin, was um, diagnosed with leukemia. And Colin had asked Mick, the producer um, of Building a Difference, if he would capture his story as well. And this kind of evolved over a period of time as, you know, when Colin, his prognosis um, became life-limiting and he was actually one of our patients in community peds care. And then we pretty much, Mick agreed to tell his story alongside his father's. Um, And that's kind of how it all evolved. And it was a definite, the event was just a, an outpouring of an entire community loving on this family. And uh, it was, you know, every aspect of our community, hospitals, churches, schools, in, you know, industry, um, everybody just kind of rallied around and helped to pull off this event to bless this family and get the story told. So I don't think we've heard the end or seen the end of the fruit that this has, you know, that their story is bearing. Even the night of the event, there was a woman who was invited to the film, and she was actually, you know, contemplating suicide that very night. And in seeing the film, it inspired her for her own life and the purpose and God's love for her. So, um, yeah, that was, was a very special part of the evolution, the organic, you know, as you said, only God could be doing what he's doing with this ministry. We definitely have not we're not making it happen. Mm. Yeah. It was interesting that the, the feature was a double feature, which was a lot to ask for people from, you know, for that much time. And 
barely anyone left after Kenny's story was told. There was an, a nice intermission. And it's interesting that in the beginning of the film, it was a little bit more stuffy, you know, people coming in and being social. And But after, during the intermission, after Kenny's story, it was like you could just feel the, the whole atmosphere changed and people were much more open and warm and loving. And, and then by the end of Colin's story, you know, at the end of that story, actually, you can just, the way that Mick utilized music and and the drum was almost like God's heartbeat as as uh, Colin was passing and it was like the theater was silent, you know, and you just felt the heartbeat of the Lord and Colin and the silence. And after a five-hour double feature event, you know, people lingered and loved and cried and shared and and uh, it was just a holy, holy night. When very, did this very take holy. place, Diane? Where? When? When? It was in, uh, let's see, 20, it was three years ago, in 2014. Okay, thank you. Someone wants to watch it. Uh, is it available to be seen? It is. We're on, um, if you go to buildingdifference.com, the networks that we're on are all listed. And you can definitely see that, or um, you can get CDs online as well. Uh, we're we're actually moving toward being available on Roku. We've we're just um, as I said, it's it's the Lord is um, we're like bottlenecking right now, about to explode with with uh, content. We have volume three, four, five, six, and seven that are all in the works. Only volume one and volume two have been released. Um, but again, it's just been this process that, that the Lord is writing a story and it's been, it's very clear. It's like in volume one, it's about community outreach. Volume two, it's like, let's go deeper. Volume three, Hey, I want to do that, but I need to look inward, inward change. So volume three is all about drug rehab and addiction and idolatry. And then volume four, which I hadn't mentioned yet is what I've just been doing this whole past year is I just went across the continent of North America by God's grace in a 31-foot RV with five foster adoptive at one time at-risk youth, highlighting over 22 ministries as big as Salvation Army and Young Life Teen Challenge and as small as your local homegrown ministry, um, demonstrating um, that the works of God, that God is alive and, and, and well, all, all over North America, um, and through the eyes of these at one time at-risk youth, catapulting their faith, highlighting these organizations, working alongside of them, encouraging those working in the trenches as long as, as well as encouraging those that they're served, they served. And that story alone, it's called the Movements of Compassion Tour that, that will be out right before Beyond Your Borders, which is all about the missionaries. Um, we didn't even realize the golden bar that that film, that production of volume four kind of connects, you know, the volume three of inward change and drug addict, you know, rehab to, okay, Hey, I can do this. Let's put this to the test. And then boom, I'm ready to go save the world through missions. And Mm. so just want to inspire the audience to go, to not be afraid that God, the harvest is so ready. The workers are few, and our our hope is to raise up workers for for the Lord, because now is the time, and it's going to take all these sparks all over the globe to get this done. 
and uh, we see his hand moving, and we're just taking it a day at a time, um, hoping to make him proud, you know. So Beyond Your Borders is one video project related with missions, and the one you just did, uh, going in, driving in the RV across the country, featuring Salvation Army, Young Life, uh, that's a different uh, feature that's being put together. So you've got multiple projects um, being done at the same time. What would you say, Diane, is the common thread that is woven through each of the features? The common thread is that I think that the biggest thing right now, um, the common thread from the beginning to now is the process of, of change and the fact that, in, that there's either a mission or a missionary, you know, a movement living inside each one of us and the process of how we can get there and how radically God cares for the one and how radically he wants the body to unite um, and to inspire and encourage one another to go and to not be afraid. I think, I think that the, that's the main thing is we, we want to highlight the great works of God all over the globe and inspire the audience not to be afraid to go and to encourage the body to go after the one. And that I think that that's what, you know, that's what God wants is, is for us to not be afraid, wake up the church and, and, uh, for such a time as this. And, you know, it's, it's difficult for me because I do understand that it is somewhat of a hard thread to follow. But what I do see is God's hand in the, the way that he's writing the story, because we didn't know that we were, what we were that we were going to be going across America. That story evolved so quickly, and it only became clear now as we've miraculously been united with with several global evangelistic ministries that are all wanting to target America right now. And here we've just done we've just captured 22 ministries in America or North America through the eyes of youth or 15, 16, 17, 18, and 23, which are, they're going to have an impact on their generations in America. And we're joining with other ministries like Youth with a Mission and um, Bless Every Home, Every Home for Christ to really target America and wake up the church and to engage the, the church, the body with the lost. Because Again, it's back to the harvest is so ready. People need hope, and we have hope for everyone. We carry that hope. And uh, that's, I think, what, you know, the, com- the common thread is that the Lord has evolved us to this place for such a time as this. When we come back, I want to draw a bridge, as it were, for our listener. Uh, because what I'm hearing is, as you describe the thread, of course, it's not always easy to describe. And even if it were easy to, uh, or, or, or very much simplified, we all know that there's always many moving parts. 
uh, beneath the surface. Uh, what I sense, though, and when we come back, I'd like to go into this just a little bit. In our, we have a few moments in our final segment. As you have, I'm say, I'm going to phrase this in a question. As you open your life to God at the age of 17, and then as you move forward throughout your life, through your nursing career, through the nursing programs that you've started, and through the many people that you've reached, Diane, and now coming to uh, Building a Difference, the productions that are taking place, what it sounds like is that as you go, God connects you with organizations. God connects you with people that you could have never foreseen before. Is that true? Absolutely. See, dear friend, when you follow the Lord, there are things, adventures, amazing things, and people that you meet along the way. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky. Leave it to me, I lead you home. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A woman in Boston recently told me, I listen to your program every day and was inspired by the man who became an NFL quarterback. A person in Orlando said, I heard your podcast of the man who came to God during the Jesus movement. Another friend said, that pastor who gave one of his organs to a boy without ever meeting the child touched me about Jesus' love. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is made possible through financial partners. Would you consider sending a gift to keep our program going? Podcasts have been downloaded in 49 states and 35 nations in the last six months. Please help us expand our reach. Go to drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. That's drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Please enjoy. The production team travels the globe capturing extensive stirring footage that shows real people sacrificing their lives, bringing physical help and spiritual light to those who are hurting. I'd be glad to see a Building a Difference team come if I were hurting, wouldn't you? You're listening to the Good Life Radio Show. I'm Danny Yamashiro with my co-host Suzanne Maurer, our guest today, Diane Rigby. Diane is the Partnership Development Coordinator for Building a Difference. Not only would you be grateful to see them coming, well, at the same time, you'd be blessed to hear the and see the features, the stories that they put together, and to be a part of what they're doing by watching. Uh, you can find out more about Building a Difference at buildingadifference.com. Suzanne, you had a question for, for Diane. 
Diane, you mentioned in your text that you were recently in Kona. Are you free to share a little bit about that visit? I'm sure. What an honor and blessing that that was. Um, again, like Danny mentioned, Suzanne, about how the Lord, when you say yes, just kind of orchestrates events. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just absolutely no way that what happened to our being invited to Hawaii ever would have happened. I mean, it's just, it's totally a God thing as so many things that we've experienced. And we've been blessed to be connected with um, Chris Cooper with Bless Every Home and several folks from uh, Every Home for Christ. And we actually were invited to come to the Table 71 meeting that was being held in Kona on the Youth with a Mission Base. And by God's grace, at no doing of our own, Mick actually was invited to actually sit at the table and was able to capture um, some of the great commanders in God's army on earth of today, you know, um, who are really seeking to to complete the Great Commission and, and to, to, you know, the call to all, which is a big thing that Mark um, is working on with, with from Youth with a Mission. Um, and we were blessed too to be end up in Lauren Cunningham's living room and got a two-hour one-on-one interview with him oh that we're going to be able to use in the Beyond Your Borders intro, which just ties everything together. You know, just we're not about no one is about themselves. We're all about one another, and that's the beauty even of your show. I just see that you know we don't care about building a difference. We care about fulfilling the call of God on our life, the Great Commission, making sure everyone knows about the love that, that they have available to them. And uh, and so, you know, the Lord is doing this story with the Andra Borders. Um, it's all His, you know, mm-hmm. even the Movements of Compassion Tour. You know, we, we've got, it, it's it's just been really honestly beyond my comprehension. Diane, I feel like I'm hearing Paul in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, (laughs) above and beyond anything you could have hoped for or imagined to God's glory. And the excitement you're sharing with our listeners and the encouragement (laughs) and even the challenge to say yes to God. Even even when we're afraid, just take our fear with us and he'll take it, you know, Mm -hmm. just go, just, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. And if you're a little bit afraid, go, and then he'll take it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely been, um, it's worth it, you know, to, to surrender, to let go, to, to give it to him. Um, all things, no fear, no fear of mankind's judgment against you. Just walk, walk in relationships so tight, like a one-link chain, you to him, you know, seek him be in the word and he will change you that's my encouragement oh and, thank and, you yeah share his love mm-hmm. well that is a a great word your favorite scripture what what scripture has been uh, a word that has anchored you throughout your life well i would say uh one of my favorites is um really the woman caught in adultery um mm-hmm. Just because fear of judgment, I think probably some roots from when I was a, a young kid, 
a young child. Um, but just basically, you know, when the cra- when the thorns in life come at you, um, take that thorn and put it back on the crown of Christ, and allow that Him to return it in His perfect peace and joy. When we take, you know, I, I feel I carried that fear of judgment so much of my life and kind of go in and out of that. But I've found that, you know, we all fall short. Nobody is without that. And and let those without sin cast the first stone. And so we, we take that thorn that's coming at us, whatever our, that thorn is, and we put it back in the crown, and he brings us his perfect peace and joy in return. And then I feel like in the sand he wrote, you know, my perfect love casts out fear. Mm. Like that love relationship with him. It casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And so we walk into his love and we let, and that fear just falls off because Satan can't, can't hold us if we just let it go and we, and we seek the Lord and really give it to him. I promise you, the Lord won't let you down. Diane, he doesn't got, let us down. We've got a minute left. Could you lead in a prayer for yeah. our listeners right now as they're inspired by your words? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much, Lord, for everyone listening. Just pray that you would minister to them. Just pray for a special touch. Give them some experience, Lord, of your love for them, that nothing can separate you from them, that you don't need them to do anything except just receive the free gift of your love, Lord. Help them, Lord, to not be afraid and to know this life is just so short. It's just a blip in time. Nothing matters except your love and sharing that love with others. Just bless them, Lord, and bless this team. Thank you for Suzanne and Danny and the work that you're doing through their lives. Thank you, Lord, for their yes. Father, just thank you for loving us so unconditionally. The only God that gave and expects only relationship in return, a free gift. Just bless them, Lord, for your glory. Just thank you, Lord, for loving us, and for sending your son to die for us. Our commander-in-chief, let him not die in vain as we follow him and seek him first. In your holy name we pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Father and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Diane. Thank you for the prayer. Thank you, Danny and Suzanne. It was so good to meet you, Suzanne, and thank you for just inviting me to be a part when we met in Orlando, and Danny, just so thankful for your work. Inspiration from Diane Rigby, buildingadifference.com. My friend, God's timing is perfect, and there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And look, if you haven't done so, hey, this might be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to drdanny.live for next steps and resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and major platforms. Proverbs 24, 11, save those who are being led to their death. Rescue those who are about to be killed. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Diane Rigby, buildingadifference.com. Until next time, along with my co-host Suzanne Mauer, Producer Brian Torres, social media director Luke Yamashiro, guest coordinator Jan Yi, and board operator Joseph Valdivieso. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, 
The Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with the good life.